Paul, welcome back to Inbound After Hours. Been a while. Off the subs bench. I know. Andrew, not available. Mark, not available. Oh, it's been a while since I've been on. I think we've had other people holding down the fort, which has been good to see, but we got pulled back in for a very special episode all about HubSpot payments. Mm. Should be interesting. So I'm sure most people listening will know HubSpot payments has been around for a while. Um, but it's obviously very important to them and for good reason. So they're having a big push on it. Um, what is it? What is it? Good, good, good start. So yeah, HubSpot payments allows you to add payment buttons to your HubSpot CMS website, allows you to make and take payments through HubSpot for one-off purchases. Uh, but the critical bit is all of that information goes into your CRM. So you can make lists of people who have paid for stuff. So if you're doing something like memberships, um, you can push that information from your CRM into your financial systems if you use something like Zero, and that's already integrated. So it's taking that whole payment part of businesses and trying to get it to the next level by integrating with the CRM. Um, and a lot of HubSpot's applications to this date have been focused around B2B, which is really different from where everyone else has focused on in payments in the past with technology, which has all been e-commerce, mm. people like Shopify and stuff like that. So it's a really interesting space to have a good chat around, I think. In terms of the landscape as you see it, what sort of things do you see people buying online now that from like a business-to-business perspective that they maybe weren't doing even five years ago? When, when I first dug into this, like B2B online sales, it did it did make me wonder that of how, how much B2B selling is done online, how much can you buy as a business online, but unless you're buying like supplies for the office and yeah. things. But there's actually an, a rapidly growing case for it. I know we've seen things like training events or digitized products or one-off services. I've just seen one today uh, when researching that you can buy all of their services just on demand yeah. online and then you still manage it the same way, but you've taken payment up front. You're not doing invoicing, it's just a broken down version of their bigger service available as a product. Yeah. So I think it'd be ideal for people to grow into that way, uh, grow into using payments that way. Yeah. Productizing some of your services that fit, that people don't want a full full stack of what you're offering. And it can be used as like a, a way to get in with your customers. Yeah. They can almost pay to sample your wider offering. Yeah, uh, I think that. that's probably going to be the biggest place I can see this growing. Yeah, definitely a couple of good angles there, isn't it? There's a sort of digitizing your current business model. So if you do sell something that is quite a low ticket price, I don't know what people are comfortable spending in the B2B space online, but I'm thinking sub five grand. Uh, but if so, if you've got something like you said, training courses, tickets, like e-learning products, all the things that were things that were people selling small chunks anyway, then that's a very quick win it's a no-brainer you've probably already got an e-commerce or payment solution for them but with hubspot payments obviously the, the, the next step is tying that into your crm and doing all of the great things you can with that but the other bit you mentioned there is interesting that's around actually changing your business model so you become accessible online mm. so it's what can you chop like you said chop down or put into a small product and i think most businesses that you speak to these days are trying to think of that how can i actually sell something online even though our old service might have been a hundred thousand pounds and no one was ever going to do that what can i take out of it to get a foot in the door or just something i can sell at scale that's a smallable version of it and i think that's a 
that's an interesting space and that's more like service businesses what i love about those is they they two things they don't rely on a long sales process that's heavyweight and needs needs a lot of man hours and also the output the product is repeatable yeah so you can get through them really efficiently definitely and do a good service and then get onto your more bespoke or more customized or larger service off the back of it yeah so it's a good way to delight your customers as well and also keep I'm trying to think of ones we've got, for example, where it's the same thing that you can purchase up front. Yeah. It's compared to, say, a bespoke retainer. It's in and out and it's plug and play and that's good. People want that. Yeah. Um, but also your team wants that because they know what they're doing. They've yeah. done it a hundred times and they can do it in their sleep almost. Something like setting up PubSpot, Marketing Pro or Sales Pro or CRM, the ticket price is quite low. We do it all day, every day. Uh, people could easily buy that online and then they may have other services with us in the future. It could yeah. be rolled into a retainer or a bigger rollout project or an integration project. But that first bit... I'm seeing these things done all sorts of ways as well. Yeah. Um trying to think of like customer examples. But just, you know, when LinkedIn's putting stuff in front of you, I'm seeing things like audits. Like yeah. what I saw last night was business uh, planning audits. Okay. And you can so buy that bit online. They're a full consultancy yeah, firm. yeah. But you can pay for them to come in and just look at your top level, give you their report and findings. That's perfect, then isn't it? They want you to then say, right, come and help us fix these things. Yeah. But, but press a button, buy it online. I'm a business owner at night, worried my mm. plan's not right, or I need some professional advice on it, or whatever it is. I can just buy it while I'm scrolling on LinkedIn in bed, or whatever it is at night time. Tomorrow, I'm assuming I get some sort of like automated email back from these guys saying, okay, I need these 20 documents to send to me so we can get our team started. And then maybe they book a kickoff call or something, but just like a super repeatable um, process that um, companies go through time and time again. So yeah, that's quite a quite a cool idea for like a, a firm that's probably extremely traditional in terms mm-hmm. of like business consultancy and business planning and strategy. You'd normally have to ring someone they'd want to keep you on the phone for an hour and ask you a million questions about your business um something that i wouldn't do <laughs> so if um if that was accessible in an easy package that's what i find interesting with this b2b area of online sales yeah it's meeting customers wherever they are and we've done it a lot with content over the years and your strategy for your marketing but this is a strategy for your product of meeting customers how they want to interact when you said i don't want to speak to people on the phone yeah. for an hour you do that when you're buying clothes or booking a holiday or buying a car. You just, you buy it online. Yeah. B2B being the same makes total sense. Oh, for sure. And that's HubSpot's game, isn't it? Understand where the market's at and go and meet them. That's how Inbound started 15 years ago. We don't like called adverts. Mm-hmm. Let's go and meet people where they are and give them content. And then every bit of product they've been releasing ever since has been trying to make the customer experience better the way it's there meetings link tool or the quotes tool or whatever it is it's always had the end person in mind the chat the conversational marketing piece this just seemed like you say it's a natural extension because we expect that now in our world don't we the ability to just buy something if i want to straight away um so it's exciting that hubspot's entering this space for sure um and I think the other angle you touched on scrolling right the way back was that there was this side of it about like your business model. The other side of it was around 
the admin and the process bit, which I think is really interesting. And this is where HubSpot is different from Stripe and PayPal and Shopify or whoever else is in this space. It's okay. You can make the payment online, you can get the sale, but then what happens when you get that information in your CRM? What does that give you the ability to do in terms of automation, in terms of saving time or making the customer experience better? Um, I think this is where it gets really different with HubSpot that other companies haven't gone to yet. And Why is that? I think other companies haven't gone there because they've come at it from the payment side. They've started with, let's enable people to buy things online. But if you do use Stripe or you use PayPal, Shopify really to an extent, um, although they're getting better in this space, all you literally get is a confirmation that someone's bought something. And that's where the game ends. I'm sure a lot of people start with that because that's where the money is. Mm. <laughs> Getting fees from transactions. And obviously we know how big companies like Stripe and PayPal are now. It's interesting. Because the consumer purchase led. Yeah, and that's that's where they've started, isn't it? They've got they've been in the game so early the only people buying things online were e commerce, B2C plays. Mm. Um that they haven't thought about. I'm sure they have thought about, but it's actually a very big jump to think what happens next. And it's probably not even worth their time and money if you're PayPal thinking about that because you can make all your money off the transaction fees. I bet they are in the background though. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they are. And Shopify definitely are. Cause again, they're in it. They're slightly, they're the other type of player here who's come from a, we're going to enable people to have good buying experience online. Um, and it's only recently, I can't remember when they did it, they opened their own payment gateway with the Shopify pay thing uh, a few years ago. But they, they started at it from let's make e-commerce really good and we'll plug in Stripe and PayPal. HubSpot, so there's the opposite, isn't it? They've come at it from let's make a great marketing tool and let's make a great, great CRM. And now it's just, again, they're going to let someone else do the transaction fees. I don't think HubSpot actually process. I think it's technically still Stripe or somebody. Um, but they're coming at it from the angle of, okay, 100% what happens next. This is where HubSpot's opportunity opens. Um which is a bit I'm really excited about because mm. that's a bit I know really well. Um, and the stuff you can do when you've got the data is incredible. It's not just the admin saving of what we talked about earlier with this business consultancy. Someone, if someone had just put a pay, if they'd have just put a PayPal button on, they'd have enabled themselves to sell things online, which is amazing. But then it would have come to a person to then, I don't know, reach out to somebody or ring, ring them. It, it, the kind of nice experience ends there with HubSpot that, can come in then i'd be setting up a workflow to automate the whole process okay let's book a task in with this person to review the documents let's email the customer and tell them what they need you could use the ticket or the deals pipeline to like move people through the stages until the project's complete when it's complete you can automate them to either for a person to reach out or an email to go out and say hey if that was a good experience he's the next product you've ordered your business plan now do you need I don't know, a 10-year strategy or something with, like you say, the big sell, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever's next. You can automate all of that. You can have the invoice um, send directly into Zero, which will um, put it in a draft in Zero, and someone can invoice that out or can probably automatically go out, and then you've saved yourself so much admin work just by automating that whole what happens next piece, which is exciting. And then that's before you drill down into the what those insights give you in terms of upsells and marketing knowledge, yeah. personalized journeys on your website, all those other bits of HubSpot are yeah. unlocked, aren't they? Whereas if it's just an external payment like PayPal, 
or Stripe or whatever, yeah. we know they're a customer and then we've got to find out all those things and piece it all together. Whereas yeah. when it's taken place in HubSpot payments, yeah, that journey's there, isn't it? Show me all the people who bought this product last year because we've got a new mm. version of it or an upsell on it or an add-on to it. Speaking of new versions then, where do you think... So, cause, so at the moment, it's kind of still the launch version, which is, yeah. I've got a product, you buy my product. Yeah. Whereas you look at, say, B2C e-com platforms and there's abandoned checkouts and yeah. individual checkout baskets and all sorts of different features. Do you think they'll add those in? Do you think B2B will head that way enough to warrant it? Yeah, you'd imagine so. At least some of the... Um simple solutions to make it more applicable to more business models so if you're thinking of something like tickets those of payments is okay like i want to go to a one-off event but say you want to do something like buy multiple tickets on behalf of your team or you're a person that sells has multiple events you're like Ticketmaster, and i want to buy a gig and a stand-up comedy and a thing so either multiple people or multiple items in your is difficult. I think the way HubSpot's got to go um, at some point, if you really want to conquer this space, is to have kind of what I call an e-com solution, which isn't just a button, it's a basket and a cart. So it allows you the ability to do, like say, multiple products, multiple people, edit things, change things, um, rather than going in and out, in and out, in and out. I imagine a lot of the B2B space is the simple stuff, which is why they've started there, and you can probably get a great deal of traction on it. But I'm just thinking down the road they're going to need to do some stuff like that i'd imagine which again would be a an absolute game change for hubspot because then you kind of you're not going to compete with shopify probably in terms of like i don't know i sell widgets and i've got a million SKUs and sizes and colors and like i need an actual sh- a shop mm. <laughs> i think i'd love hubspot to go there but i think that'd be a long way but if they can get to that middle ground where i've just got like I've got a selection of things and the things need configuring and they can get that middle part, very light e-commerce. I think that opens up, at least in a B2B space, like 80% of people's business models. I think it led that way. I yeah. Think, uh, when you think back to when I first started going on the internet and buying things online yeah. and how many checks you had to go through, like mentally, yeah. of is this site safe, is, <laughs> can I actually buy off here, and you're looking for the little padlock, and all that's gone now, it's like, fucking hell, I've got to use more than just Apple Pay, I'm not yeah. interested, I'll buy off no. someone who makes it even easier, yeah. or Amazon swipe to buy, Definitely. that's where we're at in our personal lives, yeah. I think B2B will get, get there, and yeah. the widget example would be, well, let's order a thousand and see if they're any good. Yeah. And then they come and they're good and you go back on and, right, can I have 10,000 every week, please? Yeah. Bye. And the, the the building in the back end, I imagine purposefully, like, really good building blocks for enabling to do this. So there's things like memberships and stuff. If you think of a lot of the, a lot of the B2B stuff I was involved in uh, pre-agency was B2B commerce, but that stuff need, you'd needed to be, like, a member to buy stuff so you had to prove you worked at that company which enabled you to buy certain products so I, I used to work a lot in like workwear and stuff so if you we made uniform for Greg's we'd have to provide a login for you Mr. Greg's yeah. employee to be able to go on audio polo shirts or whatever you, you need that verification piece of knowing they work there which is the big HubSpot can do now with memberships and then when you get through to the other end it wasn't like 
it wasn't like you're buying off Adidas where you've got like a billion t-shirts to pick from. It was just you want a polo or a shirt. And mm-hmm. I think that's where HubSpot can get to quite quickly. Um, but I can't imagine for a second that HubSpot are thinking the end of the road is a button that no. allows you to buy one thing. They've got to be thinking two, three ahead of this. Like Emily said before, before we start recording, that usually when they're pushing something in the summer, like they are doing yeah. with this, just before inbound, it's going to, A, be talked about at the inbound yeah. conference, and B, there's more product, uh, what's it called, roadmap ahead yeah. of it, the way they're going to upgrade it. So I'm excited to see what will come from it. Sounds like a safe bet that they'll talk about payments at inbound <laughs> in some variety, doesn't it? So keep an eye out for extra content like that. And uh, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and if you've got any queries about HubSpot payments, just reach out on any of our channels and I'm sure we'll be more than happy to help and answer any advice that people are after. For sure. Well, it's great being back. Hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, see you all again soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you.